I mean, yeah. I think when I first came with Gareth, I was really intimidated yeah. by the whole thing. Mm. And that's, but then you realise that it's no judgment. And I, th I think uh, for me, I've said this to you a lot before, but I think you come here expecting to be judged. Mm. Yeah. I can't do that. I can't do a yeah. really, really basic thing for like six months. <laughs> like, no, just the left leg. Or whatever that, or <laughs> the, other, the other one. It's like, oh. <laughs> but that's not judgment, that's just helping. Yeah. You know, and, and I think that, that everyone has this preconception of being judged. And you suddenly realize that you're projecting all of the things that you might be frustrated about yourself internally onto a situation. Yeah, Instead of actually going, actually, James is just helping me. He's not judging me at all. Yeah. I'm judging myself, therefore I'm putting that on him. Mm. And you eradicate that and it's opened up the whole thing for me. All right, so welcome to another episode of Fitness Inside Out by Wild Training. I'm James Griffiths, and today I've got a wicked podcast because these three are members of the Wild Training Gym, and they, they've all done personal training with me. And so, and so, what we wanted to, to kind of talk about is is the barriers that a lot of people have emotionally, mentally about joining a gym. And and obviously, you know, after after lockdown and COVID, more and more, I think people are aware of their health and the fitness, and and obviously wanting to, yeah, work through longevity and and, and live a, a healthy long life. But still, there's lots of emotional reasons why people maybe don't think of joining a gym to to help them achieve that and help them get more out of their their lifestyle. And you know, I always say we we are here to improve the quality of people's lives more so than you know just helping them burn fat or change their body shapes. And 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 I guess. Our three members are, are really good examples of that and they're, they're probably going to be able to talk about it much better than i ever could because i kind of i enjoyed it from day one so um so tracy tracy came into the gym about four years ago now yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and straight away i was smiling because she was telling me about how much she hates the gyms basically <laughs> and then and then ed's story is slightly different so so ed had a, a really really bad back uh and and that was something that he had to yeah, kind of suffered with for years, went to lots of different experts, and, and, and obviously the, the idea of coming to a gym and lifting weights or whatever was, was the last thing on his mind because of how much pain his back had put him into. And then, and then Louise has only been part of the gym for what, we're in fourth month now? Five. Yeah, fifth <laughs> month. <laughs> but from your own admission, walked into the gym and, and, and told one of our instructors, Paul, about how you were the last person to come to a gym. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but came into our gym, and has enjoyed it so far, which is which is what this is all about. Kind of the, the misconceptions that people have. So, if you, if you and me start, Tracy, and we talk about that moment where you walked into the gym, because I feel like I've name dropped you in quite a few of my podcasts, <laughs> because it was just a perfect moment where where you, you know you'd gone to how how many gyms had you been to before you came here? I've lost count. Amazing. <laughs> so there's quite a few gyms, and and then obviously like everybody experiences you, you do a tour with me you walk around mm. and see a load of stuff that didn't make any sense to you that didn't no. look like a gym you'd been in before no. which arguably is why probably the wild training gym is, is almost more intimidating to two people that are looking to join a gym than, than even like a, a standard kind of leisure center or sure. or commercial gym because you're going to get found out for all the things that you don't know right but but we we walked around and, and then we decided to hit some some personal training and then, and then the rest is history. Like four years later, and and you know you've now you've now got your karate kickboxing red belt, which you got with your daughter. And <laughs> like did. you said to me, when you got that red belt, you were like, four years ago, if you had told me I'd have done the kickboxing grading with my daughter, yeah. you you that would have been crazy, right? So so what was it? I guess what was it about the other gyms that didn't work for you? We'd sort of go through the same routine at every gym, which is you go into the gym and you get welcomed and they measure you <laughs> they show you around the gym you see the cardio area and the weight area and and that's it you get an induction you might try some pt uh, and some classes and they all feel very familiar you, they, you go through the same stuff and um i didn't see myself as a, you know i don't enjoy running on a treadmill and i and i and the weight stuff always seemed like that was for those people over there that look a certain way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, never, never enjoyed uh, and would get three months into a, uh, a membership and be looking for the exit because yeah. it just it didn't become a routine uh, or anything comfortable for me. Yeah. And I think that, like when we when we go to 
I don't know, industry conferences sometimes. And we have, you know, these guys that get up and they talk about all the statistics around the fitness industry. They'll talk about uh, how important the first two weeks are, how important <laughs> the first two months are. And, and, and funnily enough, one of Ed's friends came down today to, to join the gym. And he was talking to me about uh, a gym that he was at. And, and he said the first two months always seemed to go well. And, and I can talk about, yeah, I, I guess scientifically why that works from a training perspective. And like you were saying, the first two months, you kind of go through it and you're like, oh, this is a nice routine. And then you stop feeling as good. You stop seeing the results. Yeah. And, and, and you're, you're then at that point where you realize you don't have any other options because you don't necessarily know how to use those other areas of the gym. You, you haven't been invited to try yeah. them in a way that and engaged you. Yeah, and you don't, you just don't feel that you fit. And I will never forget in one of the gyms I went to, I looked over the shoulder of the person at the counter and on my record, I was labeled as high risk of leaving. Yeah. And, um, uh, but they, nothing changed. Yeah, And you end up stuck in a 12 month contract. So I have, pay, you know, paid my way out of, of just bad experiences and just not enjoying it. And just feeling actually that fitness was not, is not for me mm -hmm. because I don't run on a treadmill and I don't lift weights. So I always felt that it was me that was yeah, totally. wrong. There was something yeah. wrong with me yeah. um, because I, I didn't fit into what was expected. Yeah. One of the things, you know, we'll dive into that, you know, after I've, I've talked to the other guys as well more because talk about how the fitness industry's done things a certain way, but realistically, like, yeah, half a century, you know, I mean, like, it's it's a young industry. I mean, we really kicked off in the 60s with Mr. Olympias and stuff like that. And then we got to, you know, the, the 80s, 70s when there was Jane Fonda and aerobics kicked off. And then after that, it was, you know, fixed path resistance machines and, and cardio machines. And, and we had this volume business model that kind of started in America where gyms could have thousands of members without an army of instructors. And I think everything went wrong with those four kind of almost origins of what we have now as gyms. And that's every gym you guys have ever seen. It's, you know, your free weights area, your resistance machines area, your cardio and your studios. And that's that's the model, right? And it's it's being tweaked and stuff now, but it's 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 really, that's that's it, you know? And, and yeah, it's, it's from a gym manager's point of view and the industry's point of view, I was talking to a member this morning and he goes, you know, what gyms really want is they want uh, uh, empty mats and lots of members. So he's one of the martial artists. And so what he's referring to is obviously people that pay the membership and then don't turn up. Mm. And we're like, well, we don't want that. And, and, you know, while training started with this really simple idea that I had to find a more affordable way to get people doing three exercise classes a week. Mm. Because if you train three times a week, you get fit, you feel great, sweet. And, and personal training wasn't necessarily something that was was going to help me do that with a lot of people because it costs more and 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 so the start of wild training was was me as a trainer who hated group exercise because i'd always see the same people go to the same classes with the same instructor and they look the same and you were like well that doesn't work you know and 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 you have this not like arguments like a silent argument that probably it's only, i only have in my head but group exercise you know a lot of time people talk about it being valuable when like every workout's different. It's great every time he changes it up. And I'm like, that's, that's not great. Like, cause all the personal trainers are talking about periodization and how every two months you need to change your program so that you don't hit a plateau. Emotionally, you don't get bored. You stay motivated. You're learning new skills. Cause when you're learning, that's when things are exciting, as terrifying as learning new things can be. And so, and so for me, while training was like, why can't I make group exercise more like personal training? So like in the gym, the programs change all the time. And we almost kind of force members to try new things. And, it, and it's cool, if they hate them, they hate them, but at least we, we explore the options, right? And, uh, and you know, we recently, me and Ed, we, we started to do some more pad work, right? And you're like, this is cool, you know? And again, you start to learn martial arts is not necessarily what you, you mm. thought it might be. Um, but cool, so I mean, like, you know, Tracy's been, been at the gym for, for over four years now. Ed, you and me met like a couple of years ago now? Yeah, 18 months. Yeah, crazy. Man. About a a, lot, of, a lot of stuff has gone on since then because obviously, yeah, Ed's, yeah. Ed's why we have our lovely camera equipment. So he runs Big Noise Films UK, and uh, and then we filmed Go Anywhere, Do Anything. So that's the Did documentary you? we shot mm -hmm. in, in lockdown, and, and Mental Gains as well. So Mental Gains would be an interesting one to to relate back to this because that's about the which well, really important. Yeah, the mental is. health side of what yeah, we yeah, do yeah. from a positive aspect. Yeah. It's not just go and exercise, you know, to make sure you don't suffer with mental health. It's like you can exercise just to enjoy mental health and enjoy your headspace right so 
but like let's let's talk about the start which was you got introduced to the gym by gareth oh, so gareth yeah, yeah, yeah. another so one of my personal gareth training clients. yeah and and then you know previous to that you had this back injury so so when did the back injury start 2007 mm-hmm. yeah went on a job cable bashing for cameras back then <laughs> assisting <laughs> went had years of years of just wrong diagnosis and yeah. epidurals and yeah. MRI, six MRIs overall, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. Okay. And they said they were going to operate because I've got basically a crooked spine. Yeah. Not one person helped me like you have yeah, at all. Yeah. You know, not not at all. It was always take this, take this anti-inflammatory, take this drug, rest. Yeah. Which is actually the opposite of what I'm finding now. So yeah. We've been <laughs> yeah. working. You know, when I rest, it goes bad. When yeah. I don't rest, it's fine. I think it's really hard, right? Because I mean, like you know, general practitioners and and, and the advice that you would have got. It, it wasn't necessarily wrong, but obviously it didn't fix you either, yeah. you know, and that's that's no good either. So, so you know, my, my job is you definitely have to know your remit. Like I'm not a doctor, I'm not a physiotherapist, I'm just a PT, right, personal trainer. And uh, and when I meet people, I just, I just see if there's stuff that makes sense to me. And there was a lot of stuff around your body that was like, we could definitely rebalance, you know? And I remember one of the early sessions, we started living a look at kettlebells and we started with a relatively light kettlebell and it was obviously <laughs> yeah, that shearing force, the idea of swinging a kettlebell and, and Ed had a really bad kind of uh, episode with your back after that and, and we were like, okay, that's Lying on the floor, really serious. Crying like a baby. Because, because you're not a weak guy. And I remember when we started playing around with like overhead press and things like that, you were performing incredibly well. So I was like, okay, so there's, there's just a, some really strong bits and there's some, some weaker bits and there's some flexibility stuff and, and me being a simpleton we just looked at correcting them over time mm. and it got better and better and better but and not one person done that yeah. ever in the past we say it out loud and it sounds really simple right no it does but no, not one person done. Not no, I've been to chiropractors I've been to I mean acupuncture always helped and she was actually more of more of your mindset mm-hmm. of like trying to rebalance stuff which is energetically as well as physically yeah but the doctors that, you know, I was at, I was at a David Lloyd gym and they just wouldn't have a clue. And it went, th- I had sort of over five years, maybe four really bad episodes over those yeah. five year memberships. Yeah. No one helped, no one, nothing. You know, yeah. well, I, I went once on a treadmill because I was training for a triathlon. Yeah. Oh God, four years ago. And I'd got up to a level of fitness. And again, I was on the treadmill running, which I hate doing, like you just said, <laughs> which is that you always default to doing that. Yeah. It's like, what you did. And it's like, why? Now I look back at that, I'm like, why was I doing that? I hate running and I hate treadmills. Yeah. What, what? And my back went then, but no one helped. No one helped. It was like, go ice, rest it, you know. Yeah. There was not one mention. I mean, God, it's about 10 years of, over 10 years, 13, yeah. 14 years of pain and going in and out of MRIs and doctors. And I, I guess the, the knock-on effect of that is that you've had some amazing people, you know, and like you say, you know, the Queen's Hospital and, and, and some experts looking at your back mm. and, and, and you've tried to make it better yeah. and, and all that advice has kind of failed you, you know, in terms of getting better. And then you, you get into that position where you just go, this is me, this is my back, yeah. nobody can help me because I've gone to the best people yeah, in the country. You become, your, you become your diagnosis or right. whatever that is. So I was always, yeah. I've got a bad back. Yeah. And I wasn't, I've never lazy, I never stopped, I yeah. never, you know, I never stand still anyway. But it was like, I can't, as you say about the weights, that oh, the people over there do that. I can't do that. Yeah. I'm over here, they do that. And the idea of, I mean, we started doing our silks and stuff, we've done <laughs> that together. And the idea for me for climbing up silks or deadlifting, so it's just so beyond what yeah. I had a concept of myself doing. Yeah that was really alien well that, that was a moment for me when we were training right so it's just like one of the first training sessions we, we had small kettlebell and and your back blew up and i was like wow this, that's a problem yep. and then nine <laughs> months later you're you're deadlifting over double your body weight and you're like that's massively respectable so you're mm. like okay that's cool i don't have to worry about the guy anymore you know no, and, no, then, no. Then, and then and then you have the ability to educate yourself about when you feel tight when you, you can feel it coming because yeah. you've talked a lot over the last kind of month or so about uh, being better connected to your body so mm. you know when something's about to go wrong so you can do the relevant stretches the relevant exercises to rebalance everything right? and that's that's really cool because that that's empowering and then you don't have to go that's not for me well you don't become a victim you become you become the whatever uh, way you become the master of your own yeah. stuff totally and then he swore then you become the master of your own body but you do and it is interesting because i'd know that i would like i woke up whenever it was is it last thursday i came in on monday and i was crooked i get i I sometimes wake up and i can't stand up straight so i have to go like that before i'd have gone into victim mode i'd have spent two weeks not moaning because i just crack on but two weeks in pain in agony kind of internalizing all this frustration 
instead of spending two or three days working out how to stretch mm -hmm. out, do some exercises, hip alignment that no one ever said anything to me about for mm -hmm. 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> Not even of MRIs or anything. It was always like, take this tablet to get the inflammation down and stop the pain. Nothing yeah. about, oh, your hip might be slightly yeah. out of a line. Well, again, it's that's really just simple. like me being a simpleton, <laughs> but it's just like, why is it inflamed? Hmm. You know, like that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. that <laughs> yeah. makes more sense to talk about, right? But so, so Louise, the gym hater, right? <laughs> so, 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 how did that happen, right? Because obviously, you know, you're 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 not overweight. You look really, really healthy, and so you've just you've just blagged it your whole life yeah. without having to come to a gym, basically. <laughs> but like again, like why why was it something that I guess you you didn't look at as as something that you would enjoy? I've never enjoyed exercise at all. Even at school, I would do anything to get out of PE. I wouldn't join any clubs. Like I've told you, I can't do a handstand still to this day. I was never one of the girls that'd be doing handstands and cartwheels. I'd be, I don't know, kicking a ball around with the boys or something. So yeah, not interested at all. And then, yeah, I wouldn't say I'm healthy, but I've never been overweight. So I thought, oh, I don't need to go to the gym. I don't need to exercise. I'm fine. And then someone turned around and said to me, I was in a lunch meeting for work and someone turned around and said to me and he said, um, about five years ago, he said, How, what gym do you go to? I said, I don't go to a gym. <laughs> and he, I was like, oh no. And um, he said, oh, well, how do you stay slim? I said, oh, I don't know. I've just got a good metabolism, I suppose, because I eat tons of <laughs> bad stuff. And then he went, well, that won't last. As soon as you reach 40, you're gonna balloon. And, then, and I was like, really? <laughs> no, no, I won't. And, um, and then, <laughs> then it was played on my mind all the time. I was like, oh no, I better join a gym. I better join a gym in case that happens. And I tried a couple and I was like, you so bored. Mm. I didn't know what to do. I had an induction. They showed me how to use things. I'd go on the treadmill. I was like, this is so boring. And I would dread from the minute I woke mm. up if I knew I was going to the gym in the evening. I'd dread it all day. And I think I'm making myself miserable and I don't need to be doing that. And I'm paying for the privilege mm. of making myself miserable. <laughs> so he must be lying I'll be fine and then during lockdown <laughs> and I'm now reaching 40 and during lockdown I was like oh I'm putting on a bit of weight oh no this isn't good I think he might have been right I better go to and then I saw your advert on Facebook <laughs> and I just thought it it didn't look mm. it looked more interesting than all the other adverts for gyms and things mm. and I just thought I'll, tr I'll try it and then I signed up and I paid really quickly because I thought if I pay, I'll definitely have to go. <laughs> Anything to try and trick myself into going. And the morning I woke up to come and meet Paul, I just thought, I, d I had to literally push myself out the front door. I thought, I don't want to go, I don't want to go. I was really worried about coming because I just thought they're just going to think, look at the state of you, you are so unfit. Because I was unfit. Although I didn't look it, I would walk up the stairs and I'd be like, <gasps> can't breathe. Um, so I knew as well as the worry about putting weight on, I needed to get fit. Mm. Obviously have kids and everything and you want to stick around for mm. them. So I was thinking, you know, I need to, uh, I'm not, I don't live an unhealthy lifestyle, but there was no exercise in it whatsoever. Um, and then I came and met Paul on the first morning at like 7 a.m., which was way early for me as well. Now I'm at gym <laughs> at 6 a.m. every morning, most mornings. Um, and I told a few people and they're like, what? you're going to the gym they're like they laughed they went you're joking one is up because I was notoriously known for doing that so it's like they were like what's the matter with you going for a midlife crisis <laughs> um so I came and met Paul and I was terrified absolutely terrified and you were there that morning as yeah. well and I was absolutely terrified and I just thought I can't do any of this and he said so what classes are you going to sign up for and I looked at them and I just thought None of them. I can't do any of them. <laughs> <laughs> Lifted. I can't lift anything. Like that's that's for men. <laughs> um, and he took my phone off me and he booked me into. He goes, "Give me your phone." And he booked me into three oh, classes: brilliant. lifting class. Um, Silk. No, um, capo flow. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And another one, and and a and a hit class. I was like, I can't do those. Like <laughs> terrified all week. And then the, the next day, I did Rena's hit class. And I didn't die, and I, I was still alive at the end of it, and I was like, I quite enjoyed that. Must be like beginners kind of, you know, <laughs> must be just because I'm out the house, not work. Um, and I did them all, and I was like, oh my goodness, I, I did it, and I didn't make myself look like an idiot, and everyone was so nice, and then every week I came back, because um, I did the six week challenge, 
and I thought I will do the six week challenge because at the end of the six weeks I can then stop mm. and I can say I've done it. And that was my plan. <laughs> I love that, that mentality. That was my plan. If I, I do the six do weeks, <laughs> I can say I did it and then I never have to come again. But every time I came... <laughs> I love that mentality. <laughs> every time I came, I loved it and I liked Very it well. more and more and more and I'd start chatting to people and I'd meet people mm. and there's so many other people in the same boat mm. as me that didn't think they could do it but they had and the whole social side of it has been amazing mm. as well as getting fitter and then as the weeks went by even in the first like four weeks I could feel myself getting fitter I could visibly see it and I was like oh, I think I'll stay <laughs> so yeah it was it was I was like I say from the beginning I was like I'll do it but then after six weeks that'll be it and then I could say I've done it and then there was no hesitation at the end of the six weeks I was like that's an amazing mentality to set out that isn't it yeah. if I get through that six week period I'll yeah. do it again yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that's why we did it so so like obviously listening to all of you you know like like you know, sim similar ideas around not wanting to come to the gym for lots of different reasons but like you all said the same thing about gyms that you've previously been to and it's kind of a point of something that I have a massive issue with, and I actually don't know how everybody got this wrong. But you're all talking about the gyms, your inductions, and how everybody gravitates to a treadmill, right? Uh, because because you know how the treadmill works, it's, it's walkie runniness, And you press the green button, and you, you're good. And then the, the, the dream, nobody talks to you, right? Like they just leave you alone, and you wanna be left alone, because you have no idea what you're doing, right? And, and, and I'm sat there going like, like Costa worked this out, right? The coffee shops have got this, that you don't max out capacity by putting everybody in a straight line. You create a space that looks engaging and social, right? Mm. And, and gyms, the geniuses that they are, I put everything in a straight line so that, you know, it's regimented. Like you go there or you're one of them, you go there and, yeah. and don't talk to each other. You put your headphones on and you shut up and you walk and then you go. <laughs> And and like we're we're literally chemically programmed to enjoy being active mm. and specifically be be active with people, right? To interact yeah. with people. And like, you know, we talk about lockdown because we just you know, this year come out of another one. And and the thing people miss is interaction with mm. people. Yeah. And then when we go back to the gyms, they're not necessarily getting it. Sometimes if you go to the, the, the studio classes, yeah, you might. Mm. But not necessarily. It kind of comes down to the culture of that gym as well, right? So, so what I don't understand is why people accept gyms like that, why gyms are still being built like that, because, you know, it's obviously a, a big part of it is about capacity, you know, because they're gonna get more people in, the more stations I've got, the more members I can have, the more money I can make. But then I guess that's a relatively uh, narrow viewpoint because one of the other sides of the industry is talking about a lot is about retention right and retention is a lot of the time based on engagement mm -hmm. and and they're saying oh as long as people come and train once once a week that's a good number and i'm like once a week is four workouts a month that's not going to touch anything it's, it's a waste of time so so yeah for us it's, it's trying to work out how we can get people to engage regularly in fun activities and that big part of that is that community that you guys are talking mm -hmm. about which is what shocked you when you mm -hmm. came here uh and and that's just because you know we're passionate about making sure people enjoy it because if you enjoy something you're you're gonna mm. choose to do it it has to be a choice right? i don't think it's mm. just the the um members either it's the staff mm. as well because you don't no one's ever made me feel stupid or yeah. like i can't do it's something very inclusive or yeah completely even if i'm doing something completely wrong which half the time i am they'll go maybe try it like this or the way I told you but in a nice way <laughs> oh yeah well, you've got this that that wrong but you're doing that bit good <laughs> and um you never feel stupid no. and they're so uh, you're all so passionate about it mm. whereas I think a lot of the gyms as well you've got people working there because it's their Saturday job or it's mm -hmm. their just to get money not because they're interested in you or anything to do with the gym whatsoever yeah. apart from maybe the owner but that's it and yeah. um, that's not the case there. You're all so passionate about it. It rubs yeah. off, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, like, I think the fitness industry's it's, it's a tough one from, from a personal trainer's point of view because it's very transient. I mean, like, so 85% of personal trainers <coughs> that qualify quit within their first year. And so it means that a lot of the- 85%? The, the, yeah, huge. the leisure centers or gyms are, are normally insane. having to work with with less experienced trainers. But, yeah. but like, I kind of, 
I kind of blame gyms as well. So, yeah. so one of the things that I'm I'm relatively proud of that we have here is what I've seen as the best development program for personal trainers in the country. So, you know, I do I do two uh, team training sessions with the guys every single week, and they don't have to come; they choose to come because they love it and they they learn from me, and then we learn from each other, and we talk shop, and and there's no ego competition thing that means that I don't want to teach them what I know because then they'll steal my personal training clients. It's we just share everything and, and, and that's that's really nice. So we do practical team training, we have a programming meeting once a week. So we literally just sit up here and talk programming. And then we go like look, talk to me about one of your clients. Like are you struggling for programming ideas? Is everybody getting the results they want to see? Are you having fun as a trainer? Because if I'm not having fun, there's no chance my clients are having fun. You know, it's and that's it's, fully contagious. Yeah, that, yeah. We, yeah, I feel that here. I don't know yeah, about you guys, yeah. but I feel that massively yeah. here. And that's yeah. the first place I've truly felt that. Yeah. It's but, six in the morning in the cold. Everyone's yeah. smiling. You know, we smile and have a laugh. Hitting the Wolverine workout where you can't yeah. feel your fingers. Yeah, yeah, yeah no. Uh, but but yeah, so so gyms don't do very much to develop their trainers in in a practical way. That that is gonna be good for the members, is gonna be good for the staff long-term because they know there's probably 11,000 new personal trainers that qualify every year. So the fact there's about 8,000 personal trainers that leave every year, doesn't matter because they can replace them. But then you guys get stuck in a gym where you don't feel like you're being supported, you know, and that's well, there's where- there's no interaction, is there, in normal no. gyms? Yeah. No, none. Yeah. And, and if there is, it's not of good quality. No. I, was, I mean, I was saying earlier, for one trainer I had, she thought measuring me each week was was the answer, <laughs> the yeah. solution to motivating me, and it's just so so not. It's tough, but I mean, like you know, I'm on a personal training course, and a, a large section of my course is how to measure people biometrics. How do you measure body fat? How do you measure, you know, resting heart rate and, and heart rate recovery and things like that? I've never done that to any of you no, guys. Thank goodness. Because <laughs> I'm not a doctor, and I don't I don't need a number to show you guys a value you know, a, a benefit to the mm. training. And that's because I know the most important thing I can do is give you guys a highlight of your day. You know, we've all got stressful jobs and and you guys come in here, you do by choice, which means I have a responsibility to make sure every time you come here, you're not wasting your time and you're not wasting your money and I, I exceed your expectations. And so whenever I do my job, I, I pretend somebody's watching me that's never seen me do it before. So that I don't have an off day. And, uh, and, and I guess, you know, yeah, it's my business and it's my gym, so I, I'm motivated to do it, but I've, I've always done that. And, and so I, I remember a commercial gym where I was working, they had a standard operating kind of procedure for how personal trainers would do their job. I got called into a meeting with the gym owner uh, to, to basically tell me that another member of staff had complained about the fact that I was doing my job better than him. <laughs> and that I had to stand to procedure, and I was just like, wait, 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 but all the all the wow. all the members are happy. <laughs> They're happy, and they were like, yeah, yeah, but we we don't want you, you know, kind of. Uh, I can't even like, literally. I blacked out because I knew I was quitting. <laughs> like I just stopped listening because I was I was just like, I'm gonna go. Uh, but that was the attitude of fitness engine. I, I've I've literally felt like an alien ever since. But that right? is the attitude, that, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I, can, I can feel that. And that's what I was just going to say just then. One thing that I really find engaging is like, no matter how many times we do the same thing in the mornings with Gareth or whatever, and no matter how simple it is, right? <laughs> and we get it wrong, and then you have to say it again. There's not once where you've been like, right, just yeah. it's the left leg, not the, whatever that is. Yeah. But you do it like you're, you yeah. know, you do it as the first time you do it. And, and I've seen that flawlessly, and that's something that's really engaged me because mm. I get things wrong, sim simple things oh, wrong quite a lot. Yeah. And so having that, like literally every time it's the same, like it was the first time you explained it without even batting an eyelid, it's what yeah. you do. Yeah. That for me goes deep because it's like, oh yeah, cool. Yeah. You know, it's, 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 it's comfort. Mm. It's comfort in that. Whereas I think, yeah, I think the other gyms, it just doesn't seem like they cared at all. Well, and as well, I, I, guess, I guess even more so than, than other gyms, it's just like all of you guys, thought that about gyms before you even stepped in the door like Louise you never <laughs> wanted to step in the door because you knew that was going to happen right and and obviously it didn't here you know and, and I'm sure there's other you know good gyms around that would, would, would have done the same kind of thing but then you guys have all been converted to understand the value in a gym over and above losing weight and and the numbers and the measurements and all the stuff that we yeah. we're taught to to take you guys through you know 
uh, again, I'm thinking about a, a recent industry conference where they're going, one of the biggest growth sectors in the fitness industry is in biometrics. So like 3D scanners when you walk no. into reception so no. you can see a picture of yourself no. and how fat you are and all that no. kind of stuff. So, so But they're massive because it's a way for a lot of bigger gyms, I guess, to, to make more consistent the way that they, they show a perceived mm. value to a member, you know, because they they, go, well, they walk out with a sheet which tells them they're getting healthier, right? And it's like I don't care what the numbers say; I care about how you guys feel. Yeah. And you guys know about this, so you know, you know, the most important thing about what we do in a gym is about how we make people feel about themselves, mm. we empower people when we give themselves the the highlight of the day. You, you come here and you're looking forward to it when you've had a rubbish day. Mm. It's like it's like the thing you're looking forward to. But so now you flip the coin and you go, well, there's, there's people that you guys care about in your lives, right? They're all thinking, yeah, it's wicked. And they go, nah, man, no. And, and you're like, ah, how do you, how, hmm. how, what, I guess, what barriers and what, what reasons have people given you for not joining you here? I can start. Go. My family, <laughs> um, trying to engage them. I'm too unfit to go to the gym. Yeah. Just the main, you know, that's the one. Oh God, I think I was trying to get my sister who struggles with her weight, trying to help her for years and years and years and years and years. And basically she, I was like, look, I'll pay for the app. It's over lockdown. Again, lockdown concerns of all things going yeah. wrong and being lots of size, mental health more than anything with her deteriorating quite badly. It's like, look, I'll get the help. I'll completely touch change. And literally showed her the gym. So like, I can't go to play. Literally scoffing at me going, I can't go to a place like that. You're ridiculous. Like, what? What? That mentality is so weird. Yeah. But I used to have it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think when I first came with Gareth, I was really intimidated yeah. by the whole thing. Mm. And that's, but then you realize that it's no judgment. And I, th I think uh, for me, I've said this to you a lot before, but I think you come here expecting to be judged. Mm. Yeah. I can't do that. I can't do a yeah. really, really basic thing for like six months. <laughs> like, no, just the left leg. Or whatever <laughs> that, or <laughs> the, other, the other one. It's like, oh. <laughs> But that's not judgment, that's just helping. Yeah. You know, and, and I think that, that everyone has this preconception of being judged. And you suddenly realize that you're projecting all of the things that you might be frustrated about yourself internally onto a situation. Yeah, totally. Instead of actually going, actually, James is just helping me. He's not judging me at all. Yeah. I'm judging myself, therefore I'm putting that on him. Mm. And you eradicate that and it's opened up the whole thing for me. Yeah. So the main, re you know, and, and again, Chris, who came down today, he, from my point of view, he's, see, he's seen over the last year how my energy levels, my enthusiasm, mm. not so much the way I look, because again, I haven't paid attention to any of that. I haven't, we haven't weighed ourselves. No, it doesn't bother me. Do I feel good? Yeah. Am I stronger? Am I in pain? No. Yes. Cool. You know, that's mm. that's it. And he's seen that. So he was sort of sheepishly sort of saying, oh, well, can you introduce me to James? And, and he... Uh, and he smashed through his to even get him down here today is yeah. breaking his preconceptions of everything. Yeah, no, totally. and now you've engaged him in that. That's testament to this place. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, he's excited, man. He starts Monday, so yeah, yeah, game yeah, time. yeah no, totally. Um, but you know, you, you said something there, which is the biggest excuse that we have. And like, you know, friends of mine of ten plus years, so like, yeah, James, I'm going to join the gym soon. I, I just need to get fit soon. <laughs> and it's like. <laughs> that's that's pe people don't go i go to school but i have to get smart first you know it's like that's what i do it's like my profession to help people improve their fitness and yeah. they're like yeah i'll come i just need to get fit first and you're like okay but that's their insecurities isn't it that's how i felt i just thought you're gonna think what on earth how mm. can you be that unfit yeah. in my first ever class was with rena and before i started i went up to her and i said this is the first time i've ever done a class like i've never done anything like this so bear that in mind if you think you know if I, if I like keel over or something and she's like oh you'll be fine I'm thinking I won't I won't be fine and I was yeah. but I had to tell her that first because I just thought everyone's gonna think I'm stupid <laughs> or like you know think what on earth because I thought everyone there will be super fit they'll all know everything how to do everything they'll have been all been coming for years and that wasn't the case mm. at yeah. all and then literally by the following week I'd met like three other people that were newer than me and I wasn't the newbie and I was like oh yeah, this is quite good, I'm not new oh, anymore. Yeah. And I was over it, <laughs> after a week, I was completely over yeah. it and I was like, I can do this. Yeah. And um, yeah, really shocked everybody I know. <laughs> Amazing. But uh, you know, so so the, the other thing that I guess we have a challenge with, and, and to me it's, it's a paradox, but it's the idea of it's it's an elite thing, 
right? I can't go there. I could never join a gym like that. I can't do aerial silks. I can't do strongman. I can't go to a lifting class. And and obviously, you know, I'm I'm lucky here that the team we have are ridiculously experienced and and yeah, they they can perform certain activities to to ridiculously high levels. But they weren't always like that. They had they they were rubbish one day as well, you know, and they they just stuck at it and found a passion you for it. You said it earlier when we were just before we sort of turned the camera on was mm. that you said that people said, oh well, you can just do that. Yeah, yeah, James can just do that, and I'm like, it's <laughs> <laughs> that <laughs> it's like, man, it's like twenty years, man. <laughs> but um, but yeah, and, and and so you know, from our perspective, we're like we're trying to you know project a, a brand idea mm. that we are good at our jobs. But us being good at our jobs means that we can do the stuff. And the fact that we can do our stuff puts some people off because we know how to do it. And you're like, oh damn, maybe maybe I'd do better if I got fat, you know? <laughs> and and <laughs> went down that route. But um but yeah, I just find that weird that people don't have the confidence in people that have obviously done it and coached it for a long time to be able to help them because they think they judge people and it's like if, if, if we put people off exercise we wouldn't have a business you know we wouldn't have got voted the best gym in the UK we wouldn't be able to do this for people right uh, and yet people still put that like you said projection of probably their own frustrations yeah. their own fears as as that's our fault yeah, and yeah. I think it's the industry's fault because of how it's marketed and aesthetic I think so yeah for and a long I, and time I, and I think a lot of a lot of my again I've, I say to you a lot but this ego insecurities right that you have so all the things that I wish were different about myself which I can change I get frustrated about so I think I'm being judged on right so if you look at everyone like that then that's quite a big problem to solve isn't it because you have to convince everyone to go through that I mean it took me as you're saying like this first mornings you're doing you're like oh my god, I don't like god. Yeah. and I, I was waking up with fully formed stories of how to yeah. text James I can put snooze back on I go back to sleep it's cold it's dark I was like, like, why, where did the story come from? I'm just going to get up and go to the gym. It's fine. <laughs> and I, you know, I joke about that a lot because it's always the same and you're battling this. But if you look at that as a widespread thing, that's mm. quite yeah. a massive challenge to encourage people just to go through that. It's that tiny extra little bit. And I went, I think, when did I start? So it's, it's just, I think it was just as the Christmas lockdown came in that we started training properly, mm -hmm. isn't it? And I was, I'd got through that sort of month of like dreading waking up or going to sleep, feeling a bit like, oh God, I've got to go, off, go to the gym. Mm -hmm. And then it was something that I needed. Yeah. And that little push through was massive for me, yeah. but that's probably quite hard for a lot of people. Yeah, totally, totally. And I think that's where a lot of the stumbling blocks come from, especially talking about my family and all the sort of friends that won't engage with that is that they won't go through that and they go, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. Mm -hmm. And that's something that we need to change. Yeah, totally. Um, you know, and I, I try to pay that forward to other people, like Chris, for example. You know, I was talking to him earlier. It's like, look, this is going to be really hard. There'll be times where yeah. you spin this narrative that <laughs> there's a really realistic narrative that's a story that you just made up, actually. So you just get on with it. Yeah, that's, that's why I did my six yeah. week mentality because I thought I was hmm. thinking I'll just count down the days and then I'll be fine. It's a challenge, and I'm going to I'm going to do I'm it. Gonna and do it. it. <laughs> I'm going to do it. I'm so proud of myself when it's ended, and I'll never have to go back again. And then, like I said oh, to you the other day, I couldn't come for a couple of days because I was really poorly. And um, I was like, I said to my husband, I just want to feel better, so I'm going to the gym. And he laughed and he went still can't get used to this <laughs> like, I can't I, don't, I just don't get it well, I had the most amazing on holiday right and I, we went we're lucky to get away in the summer and I got to this hotel and I've never done a hotel holiday ever I was camping always away doing stuff but never and the first thing I did I went to the room and I said right I've got to go and find the gym <laughs> and Joseph's looking at me going wow so I was walking in there going like this is a new person this is amazing yeah. this is like the first thing that I thought about was what's in the gym how can I train for the week Mind blown. Yeah. See, yeah, I did that yeah. on That's my holiday you. this year as well. We went on a cruise <laughs> and I would never have set a foot in the gym. I wouldn't yeah. have even known where it was. I wouldn't have bothered yeah. looking for it or knew it existed. And to be able to walk in and know what to do and did my own little thing from like the hit classes and thought I'll make my own little routine up. And I went and did that every day. And I didn't feel like everyone was looking at me thinking, what on earth is she doing? That's massive for me to be even out to walk in there. Mm -hmm. a gym I've never been into before uh, even to go to the weight section everything was massive for me yeah. like yeah like what, what you guys are talking about is changing your values and changing your identities and it's like 
the lowest level of that is you change your environment, right? So, so, so you join a gym, you do a six week challenge. You're like, okay, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, throw them on me. <laughs> I'm in. And so you, you change your environment, you change what you have access to. And, and then the second part of it is your behavior, right? So you have to actually start to interact with, with that change in, in your environment. And then you start to learn skills and abilities, mm. you know? And that's, that's where obviously a lot of our, our culture around how we do the job comes in. And then when you've got those three kind of foundation parts dialed, you, you do, you start to change your values and you start to seek out gyms where you wouldn't want it to. And you start to be known as the guy that's really into his fitness, mm. whose friends ask him for advice about a health. Say what? Yeah, and so <laughs> yeah. Your, your identity changes. Yeah. And, and when, that, yeah. when that happens, being fit, waking up in the morning is as easy as breathing because it's just, that's what you do. That's what you are, that's what you enjoy, what right? we should be as well. But uh, a lot of the time we find that Sometimes when people dive in, and, and I find uh, lifestyle change is, is something that people tend to broadly take a very extreme approach to. So they're like, I'm a vegan and I run 10 times a week, <laughs> right? And I bought all of my, my Under Armour, you know, stuff, <laughs> you know? And it's just like, yeah, but you haven't done the other stuff. <laughs> so you've done the identity first. And it's like, it doesn't work like that ever. Yeah. You have to pay the tax, man. You have to mm. go, go up that, that ladder. Because um, otherwise, it's it's normally short lived, and and then yeah, it doesn't quite work out as as well as they want. But I guess you know the other side of what we're talking about is is values. So your values have changed. The people that you're talking to about the gym might still have values and perceptions that are not not going to help them get into a, a different kind of routine. And it's like I look at the stats, and it's just like okay, so about fifteen percent of the UK population has a gym membership, right? Which is rubbish. So 85% of people in this country don't like what I do, basically. And, and you know, nearly 15%, it's a bit under that, but, but a similar number still smoke. And you're like, the fitness industry is not even doing that much better than smoking, you know? So, That's so, a mad statistic. Yeah, when right then, and then you go, oh I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, like, I know, I spoke <laughs> to really a guy. Shocking, That's terrible. It's bad, uh, yeah. yeah. And, 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 you know, you think less than 10% of people that go to the, the, the gyms actually see the results they want to see so my 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 industry helps about one percent of the population which is rubbish so that's why we need to change right <laughs> and and i'm getting frustrated because i'm seeing a lot of the same stuff you know i'm looking at uh you know online trainers and fitness trainers and, and they've got millions of followers on instagram and i'm sat there doing the thing where i feel like an alien again because I, I, I like what am i missing how how are people seeing a value in that where where other people will see more value in spending 700 pound a month on smoking and then they'll say the gym's expensive mm. and you're like i don't well, even say, know you how say to, to me it's like <laughs> one coffee a day yeah for a month yeah and you pay for your gym membership yeah. really yeah God, if you think about that yeah that's what you know yeah. uh, it's expensive no, no, i should have set up a costa you spend uh, three, four quid on a coffee. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a mad mentality. Yeah, yeah that smoking statistics. Crazy. Really crazy. Yeah, but yeah, it's values, you know. And it's it's like, I I really thought, and we, we we have seen it. I just we haven't seen it as much as I expected it, you know, or hoped maybe. But you know, lockdown, COVID, worldwide pandemic. Don't be unhealthy with a weak immune system and live uh, a less than ideal lifestyle because it's just not worth it, mm. you know, from a mental point of view, from a longevity point of view. Like, like we've all got kids. Like, it doesn't make sense to, to be the 60-year-old can't play with their kids or their grandkids. It just doesn't yeah. make sense, right? It's heading for a lot of people that way, though. But, but we've come out of lockdown. And what was the first thing everybody did after the third lockdown? Like, go on summer holidays if they could or just get really drunk over the summer. Mm. And it's just like, damn, it didn't change anything, you know? And and that, that yeah, it makes me go, okay, so war on the fitness industry because the last 50 or 60 years, it's marketed in a way that made all three of you hate it. And now you all love it. And that's ridiculous. So, so then my next question is, how does somebody like me in the fitness industry, well, broadly, how does the fitness industry re-engage the 85% of people like you guys were that are convinced the fitness industry is just not a happy place for you guys to spend your time or your money it's difficult Ooh. because I didn't want to come <laughs> right <laughs> you're, telling, you're telling me I've been, I've been trying to work this out for 10 years <laughs> but they've got to experience it and see the difference mm. that this place is to a normal gym but they won't get it until they come so yeah. it's getting them in totally 
uh, yeah, that's not a very helpful answer. But I'm strong. I can carry him in. You know, but that's, <laughs> that's all I got left. It's also the trickle down effect because I'm finding it with me that people are in, people are seeing me change, and I don't I don't feel like I'm changing. Really, I feel better. I feel stronger. I'm not in pain for mm-hmm. start, but I don't feel like I'm physically. Sick. But I see people, and they're like, "Oh my god, you look great!" You did it. It's like, oh, cool, okay. And they're interested. How have you done that? How have you done? It? It's like, well, mm. I get up at five in the morning, and I train every day, and I drink water, and I do what James tells me, yeah. <laughs> and we, and that changes. Oh, how you know? How can I get? You know? How can I do yeah. that? It's like, well, and you feel better for it, right? Yeah, yeah. But then you, you talk about the objections that people have. You live in Surrey, and yeah, this yeah, gym's yeah. in High Wycom. Yeah, you yeah. drive from Surrey? Do you? Yeah, so I do it in the morning. Louise was upset because she's moving six minutes further away from the gym. <laughs> no, I, I, no I, it, it takes me 35 minutes in the morning. I'm seven. Yeah, it takes me 35 <laughs> minutes in the morning. Yeah. Oh, wow. And basically, Gareth, who trains here as well, is a really good friend of mine and work with him a lot. And he he was just posting, I think it was just, just after the first lockdown. And I just came up to train with him. And I was like, this place is different. I had a different feeling and here we are now. But yeah, so I get up at five and I travel 35 minutes. And my wife, to some extent, is a bit like, of course you're going to do something that's ridiculous. <laughs> but she must but, see the change in you. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. And, it, and it's like, and for me to do that speaks volumes, mm, you know, because I could go to five minutes down the road and go to a gym where I'm not engaged. But I, I would not, I don't know, there's a shift, there's a shift in me that's happened because of, coming here so I, I can't not allow that to continue yeah. even though it's a yeah. round a, trip it's a, it's a lot. <laughs> but that doesn't matter that doesn't matter you, and again getting to routine and focus on and actually going right does 35 minute drive in the morning really affect it no it doesn't but that's just go to bed time. earlier yeah but I go to bed earlier so everyone's like how can you do that it's like well I just don't watch just, the television yeah. I don't I don't sit down and do nothing at night I'll finish work and I'll you know, I'll go to bed instead of watching TV or having a beer or, you know, I just, maybe that's really boring now, but it's like, that's where you buy that time back. Because people go, oh, you must be tired. I'm like, no, I just don't stay up watching Netflix until midnight and then I just go to bed instead. But I think that's <laughs> because that's the other excuse why that I encounter I with people, I haven't got the time. And you kind of go, at some point, yes, you have to that make that decision. as well, actually. It, I thought I can't find five minutes to myself. How on earth would I find hmm. time to go to the gym? But when but you have, actually look yeah. at how you use your time, like watching telly or doing things which are not productive in any shape or form, and you kind of go, oh, I do have time. And actually, it's about how you create the time and how you use yeah. your time better. I'd come home with tons of work and just work, and I'd be come home stressed, and then I'd go to bed stressed, mm. and i have no wind down at all. I came in the other day, oh, didn't I, to Rena's class, and I was super stressed and, like, just... You know, when you haven't unclenched your jaw yet. <laughs> and she's like, we'll sort you out. And by the end of it, I was buzzing. And I was like, oh, I feel so relaxed. I don't know what else I could have done to where, you know, yeah. I probably would have gone home and had a beer or something. Before. That'll hmm. help me relax. Yeah, it yeah, yeah done. completely. Doesn't. It would just made me anxious, probably. Yeah. But yeah, that's why I enjoyed the martial arts based stuff here. Because for me, it completely, it's completely my... It removes my stress. It removes it. Just complete. I like being in the moment. I love. Up. Yeah, oh, I lo- <laughs> it, it it works for me, and I mm. love being a beginner at something. I like learning things mm. again, and and um, but yeah. Well, that's the thing. There's so much choice here. I've done things that I never thought. I mean, mm. we did we did silks um, yesterday, and I climbed up, didn't I, <laughs> to the top? I was like, I climbed up something I've never been at school I said don't you know when I've climbed to the top of the oh rope <laughs> no chance yeah, never yeah, no, yeah. never uh, and no. you said it was harder to climb a, um, the silk yeah, than it is a rope way harder and I've done it and I was like oh my god I can't believe I've done it every yeah. time I do something I'm really shocked <laughs> yeah. I mean Tracy's talking about in, enjoying the idea of being a beginner in something because mm. it gives mm. you something to get your teeth into to learn and, and you know that I guess you're in an environment where actually learning is a positive thing. It's it's not we don't look at people and go, Oh, you're rubbish. Like it's like cool, you're rubbish. You, this is easy to make you so much better and then and then I remember when we started recently doing some martial arts and, and uh, you were training with Ed and Gareth. And obviously you guys are kind of just getting into kind of pad work and stuff and then Tracy's on the pads. And we're like, like Whoopah Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, mean, I remember no, I was, I was literally I was thinking that was his daughter's like, yeah. That's scary. Yeah, so Tracy's a ninja. <laughs> and and that's inspiring yeah. to to other people. So now you, you're you're the person that's literally inspiring other others. You know, so, yeah. That's that's the challenge. You know, talking to you guys is amazing because you've all had amazing journeys and the way that you all got into coming to the gym and finally enjoying it is wicked. And yeah, whether it's a stress reliever or 
you know, I think everybody now lives in this very fast paced world where we're always aiming over there. I'll I'll do it when I get there. When I get there, I'll yeah. be able to chill out. And, okay, and like, like Louise said, you know, it's, uh, I don't even get five minutes to myself. And it's just like, if we don't, and I'm not saying, obviously it has to be the gym, but if, if we don't take some time out for ourselves, mm. everybody's going to explode at some mm. point because it doesn't work, you know? And, and, you know, we've all found, I guess, a selfish but positive way of giving ourselves some time in the gym to ourselves where we're not, you know, at work doing things that we're responsible for that we don't really care about. And we're not at home doing the family stuff, dealing with the house admin and all that stuff. And so you actually come here and you have your own identity, mm. you know, and that's celebrated in the stuff we're good at and the stuff we're rubbish at. Mm. Because all of it's something that we can enjoy as part of a proper community, you know? And that's, that's why I love a gym, because in the rawest sense of what we do, you enjoy yourself physically. You don't have to say anything. You just come here and enjoy your yeah. body. And if you can't yeah. enjoy your body, I think you're in massive trouble, basically. Yeah. And not from an aesthetics point of view, but it's it's what we got to go through life. That's <laughs> a really key point. That's a really key yeah. point because, as you've said, you know, we've said it a lot again. But it's like the aesthetic mm. marketing of the fitness industry. Yeah. It's about the way you look, 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 mm, look, yeah. look, look at this, look at that. It's nothing to do with that. Like mm. we haven't paid attention to anything like that for a year, yeah. right? <laughs> how do you feel and yeah. and for me i said i think one of the biggest things that's happened which which is amazing is that suddenly you notice it trickling into everyday life yeah you know like when we did go anywhere or do anything up yeah. in scotland i was handheld on a camera for what eight hours climbing walking a up a mountain walking up a mountain <laughs> with quite heavy cameras a bag on my back not once did i think about my back yeah. and i got that i didn't even think about it and when i got down to the bottom i was like hang on a second this is the first time that's happened in 13 years where I hadn't been dreading the situation that might unravel because it wasn't even on my radar mm. and you go oh wow that's amazing mm. and that shift in yeah I'm, I'm gonna start rambling but no, yeah that's just amazing but I mean like you yeah. know go, going back to what we're talking about in terms of yeah the, what the fitness industry has done in terms of marketing over the last 60 years mm. what I think it needs to do and kind of the barriers that you guys were talking about you're talking about how people look at this place and what we do and what, what the instructors can do and, and it's intimidating and it's elitist, right? But the inspiration for wild training was where I was like, what, what would have happened if the fitness industry didn't evolve from Mr. Olympia competitions in the 60s, bodybuilding, uh, aerobic studios in yeah. the, the 70s, 80s, uh, and then that, that fixed path resistance machine, cardio machine kind of volume business model in the 90s. What if those things were never, ha what if they never happened, right? Clubs. What would it look like? What, what, right, right, gym, gymnasiums. What did gymnasiums look, used to look like? Really open spaces with a rope and a pommel horse and some stuff to climb on. And then they filled it up with heavy weights equipment and they followed the kind of trends, right? So, so, you know, what would gymnasiums look like now if those trends hadn't have happened, right? And, and I always think about lifestyle sports, team mm. sports. So you look at people that play netball, mm. play football, they don't do those things directly because of an aesthetic goal, you know? But a lot of them end up looking fitter and healthier than people that go to the gym <laughs> but sit on the treadmill because they don't want to talk to anybody, right? Yeah. And so, so you go, okay, so team sports and lifestyle sports and like what other lifestyle activities, things like dance and, and martial arts and rock climbing and hey Cirque du Soleil those guys are pretty fit why don't we nick some of that you know and it's like hey the world's strongest men they're the strongest men in the world why don't we nick some of that and these things aren't rocket science it's our bodies it's just moving right and and you know running is really complicated we just spent ages learning it when we were kids it's a complicated activity you know if you break down the technique of a sprinter it's an essay and a half you know so these other activities that we teach are not as complicated as more I guess, yeah, accepted concepts of what exercise should look like. Mm. And you know, all, all of you, all of you looked at silks and said, I can't do that. <laughs> Meaning I won't enjoy that. The idea of being watched right? slowly and now slide <laughs> by you and Gary. Winter <laughs> <just like, laughs> toes. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so, so, so the idea of you guys being able to do it, being able to enjoy it is impossible. And you've all done it and you all love it, right? Mm. Yeah. And so that's that's how this place was built. So it's like, where can I nick value from cool activities that are fun, engaging, skilled based so I can teach people a skill they can feel empowered by overcoming something they thought they couldn't mm. do. And almost by accident, they get outrageously fit, 
right? I mean, Gareth's a great example. Gareth comes to the gym, Ed's friend that got him here with a really bad shoulder, no activity really in his, his background. He's done two strongman competitions now and he's winning events, you know? Like his grip is obscene and the guy is a normal looking dude. He's, he's not like a, a massive 160 kilo strongman. He's just a normal guy that rocks up to a strongman competition because he thinks it's fun. And that was, <laughs> again, another alien identity to anybody that actually knew him, you know, no, before God, he got here. So, also, that's testament to you, and, and I think that the the trickle down effect, however you want to put it, is that Gareth inspired me. Mm. Then I've inspired like Chris on a, on a really basic level of this, you know. Yeah. Just because they've seen it happen is what you were saying. Yeah. So that you have to kind of, yeah. You have to lead the way by showing people that it works. It's crazy, isn't it? It's, it's, it's like it's it makes it sound like this taboo thing. This yeah. like, you know, invitational club yeah. only. And, and again, like I was saying, like people think of this gym and us as being elitist and all I've tried to do is make a club where we do more club activities team activities lifestyle activities yeah. rather than exercise like we don't run on a treadmill and we don't <laughs> you know look at ourselves in the mirror weight training areas you know like we we just move stuff around together in groups and laugh about it and have fun and challenge each other in a really positive way that that again you know part of exercise is yeah the physical the intangible how it feels but then it's it's the it's the the character building side of it it's just like when you come here and you get stronger physically you get stronger mentally you yeah. create a resilience a can-do attitude yeah. where all of you said i can't do that and you said i can and it's like what else can i do yeah and that becomes exciting it's huge i think it's also important from a role model because i think for me the other one of the reasons i came in here was obviously needing thinking I need to take better care of myself, I need to be healthier. But as a parent, you look at your child and you think, it, I know it's really important that she enjoys exercise, she, whatever it is, that she has a healthy lifestyle. Mm. And you've got to look at yourself and go, if she doesn't see her, her mom or her dad being active, then yeah. you're not painting a picture of what, yeah. what normal might be for her. And therefore that for me is the other thing that matters in terms of, particularly as a parent, you want to role mold the right stuff as yeah, well. Totally. <laughs> and also the challenging thing, on the same note, the challenging of like, sit, like for the girls, they for, oh. for my, my little ones see me trying, or I come back and say I did silks or mm. I did, they kind of laugh in my face, <laughs> if I'm honest. <laughs> they're like, you did what? <laughs> like but actually they're suddenly seeing me go completely outside of my comfort zone. Oh, completely. Not master it yet, but still not having be phased by having a go. Mm. And that's so valuable for them. Oh. And I wasn't doing that before. I thought I might have been, but I wasn't at all. Yeah. And for them to see this... Well, now we've had Joe and the girls in the yeah. gym doing the silks, doing the cord release, having a blast, yeah. right? Which is yeah, inspiring, yeah. man. And that's that's what Tracy's saying is about. Yeah. You guys have taken it and, 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 and that's already, you know, flown down yeah. to, to your kids, which is amazing. Because we all yeah. live in comfort zones otherwise. Yeah. yeah. And, and there's a, there is a culture, I think. I mean, I'm not going to digress because it's a whole other point, but like there is a culture of everyone exists in your comfort zone. It's fine. Mm. Yeah. it's stress free you know in theory it's meant to be stress free comfort zone don't challenge yourself you know don't totally opposite yes. yeah. the best and if we can lead the way as parents it does yeah it does and also you discover yourself I've discovered myself mm. more I, I used to think I knew myself I'm not going off on a deep one but I used to think I knew myself but now I, it's totally different person inside like totally different person mm. so yeah. a lot of there's a lot of chatter that was the I guess self depreciation chatter, or I can't do this, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, or I'm not the person to go to the gym, or that doesn't exist. That's all made up stories. That's actually, my favorite this, part of the job. This is so, me. So Ed's here. I can do anything. I I, I know, and it's it's hopefully not an arrogant thing to say, but like I know that whenever somebody tells me they can't do something, I will be able to get them to do it. <laughs> I've never failed, mm. and so people walk into this gym all the time and they say, "I can't do that, James," and I'm I'm laughing in my head. <laughs> going I've oh, got yeah. you another project don't I? yeah 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 so oh, I but it's, yeah I mean Louis called the handstand <laughs> at the start of the class so pretty quickly yeah. you'll be seeing a picture on our social media of Louis hitting the handstand I still, no I haven't tried it <laughs> I'm too scared no but <laughs> I'm, 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 on, I'm on the same thing at the moment we're Game doing on. we're doing some sort of um, parallel handstand yeah. stuff and I'm like in my head like, you're never gonna be able to do that like who are you getting but it's getting there yeah getting. but I mean so so you know back to the point we'll, we'll, we'll close it up but uh 
you know, we're, we're, we're saying that obviously the fitness industry is now in this place where it's, it's, it's probably done a disservice of how it's marketed itself, how it's educated its customer to believe mm. that what they should be buying is, is a glossy facility with those four pillars of what a, a, a gym should be. Yeah. And then I'm on the other side of that where I'm going, I think I've got a, a more enjoyable way of, of, of helping more different types of people get what we all know is, is maybe a more valuable kind of benefit from having a decent gym membership. And so, you know, you can hear these guys and if they, they don't inspire you, I'd be surprised because obviously they're, they're all very different and from different backgrounds, right? And they've, they've all, yeah, enjoyed living a wild life, which is our way of saying a life without limits, you know? But uh, but the other side of it is is that that trickle down inspiration effect, mm. right? And you've you've all inspired other people in your lives, your family, your friends to try and try and come and check check out a different approach, right? Because that's the idea. If you if you do the same thing you've always done, you're not going to enjoy going to the same type of thing, you know, that that hasn't worked for you previously. So trying something different makes makes a lot of sense. And and the other side of it is 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 on me to to put more education pieces out there through I guess things like the articles that we write and the podcasts that we do and, and things like this. So very grateful for for all three of you coming and, and talking to me on the podcast because that was wicked. Um, but that is another episode of Fitness Inside Out by Wild Training. So so next week we've got Mike Hayer on the podcast. Now he's not a nutritionist that a lot of people might have heard of. But I have because he's probably the best sports nutritionist nutritionist in our country. So he's the senior strength uh, and and what sports coach for the England Institute of Sport. So that means he's in charge of food for some of the best athletes and teams in our country, like the England football team and about twenty six of the GB Olympic teams. So when I ask him about dairy and about why I don't think sugar is necessarily that bad for you. I totally get why you wouldn't believe me, but you have to believe Mike. So so that is going to be <laughs> a very exciting podcast because we're going to smash a lot of the the misconceptions mm-hmm. and the, the mix of information that's out there about healthy lifestyle, nutrition, and, and nutrition for performance and how I don't think they're necessarily that different. But, uh, but yeah, thank you for joining us and we'll catch you guys next time.